What happens when Clomid or Fomara doesn't make you ovulate? What do you do next? Today, we talk about that. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about what happens when Clomid or Fomara don't make you ovulate. Now, I'm not talking about not getting pregnant. Lots of people use Fomara and Clomid and don't get pregnant. But what we're going to talk about is what happens when you take those medicines and you don't ovulate. So this specific episode, it's going to be really specific to people who have irregular ovulation, who either don't ovulate or don't ovulate regularly, such as people with polycystic ovarian syndrome or people with irregular periods. Now, if you have a good doctor, your first-line treatment should probably be something like Clomid or Fomara and timed intercourse. Now, some people may do artificial inseminations with it, and that's fine, but the point is you'll be taking a med like Fomara or Clomid that make you ovulate. And for probably most of the patients, this will work. About 50% of the people who start ovulating will get pregnant within about three to six cycles. But what about the people who don't ovulate? What happens when they take Clomid or Fomara and nothing happens? Unfortunately for a lot of patients, a lot of doctors will recommend moving on the IVF. And they say, well, if we can't get you to ovulate on Clomid or Fomara, we're going to have to use injectables. And that's just too dangerous because you can make too many babies and you'll have too many multiples. So we need to go on the IVF to be safe. Now, I'm not going to say they're wrong. There is some truth to that. If you actually use injectable medications, you will make probably too many eggs. It's not as controllable and you can have high order multiples. And so a lot of people will go straight to IVF. Now, some people like myself will use what are called Minston protocols, where we'll actually add injections with the Femara and we can then force people to ovulate by giving a little bit of injections, but not so much. But what's interesting is, is there is a recent study that came out that has been doing something that many of us have been doing for a long time. And that is using extended dose Fomara. What they're doing here is instead of taking Fomara for just five days between the third day and the seventh day of your cycle, you actually take it for eight days or 10 days. Now, at first, this would seem like it wouldn't work. I mean, if Fomara didn't make you ovulate in five days, why giving more of it's going to make you work? But the reason why it will work is because by persistently having the FSH coming, eventually it causes the person to ovulate. In this recent study of 69 patients, 92.75% of them ovulated after using letrozole for an extended period of time. Matter of fact, of the 69 patients, 48 of them ovulated after taking seven days of letrozole, and 16 of them ovulated after 10 days of letrozole. Now, keep in mind, all these patients were people who have already failed letrozole, meaning they did not ovulate with just a five-day regimen. That means of the 69 patients, only five patients didn't ovulate. This may not sound like breakthrough uh, study, but this is actually really great to know because many patients, when they fail something like letrozole or Clomid, feel like they have to go on the IVF. And what this study showed 
was what many of us who have used extended therapy shown is that you can get pregnant even without using IVF when you fail letrozole therapy. But I would even go a step further and say this should be done before really ever doing IVF unless someone is older and that's PCOS. They may want to do IVF for other reasons. But the one thing we know is patients who have polycystic ovarian syndrome don't do as well with IVF compared to their counterparts. And that's because of the inflammation that's with polycystic ovarian syndrome can actually hurt the embryo quality. And you'll actually hear about patients who get 40 or 50 eggs and then you hear they only get two embryos. That is because of that poor environment. So being able to do something like letrozole is beneficial, not just from the standpoint of having an easier treatment, but can actually lead to less frustration and allow you to get pregnant. Whereas people with IVF, with PCOS, sometimes have bad outcomes. And that can be devastating because I've mentioned before in other podcasts, there is no IVF 2.0. So when you fail IVF, you feel like you failed the best thing possible. Then you feel like there's no hope because you just failed the best thing, which in reality, that's not true, but that's how people feel. In the end, this is great news. And anyone who has failed letrozole should ask their doctor if they can do extended letrozole for seven days or even up to 10 days. And then only when they failed that, then should they start talking about things like IVF. Because as I said, people with polycystic ovarian syndrome are not the greatest candidates for IVF. And if they can get pregnant using just letrozole, that would be much safer, much easier, and probably have great results. I think it's important to understand that polycystic ovaries is not polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so women with polycystic ovaries who ovulate regularly can still have IVF cycles that are very successful without issues. But women with polycystic ovarian syndrome who have high inflammation levels, those women will actually have a reduced chance in IVF compared to their counterparts because of that inflammation. It's not that IVF isn't a treatment choice, it is. But the point is, if there's no reason to go on to IVF just because you fell letrozole based off of this study, instead, you should try at least the extended forms. And if that doesn't work, then at that point, you want to talk to your doctor about moving forward with IVF. It's always great to have a study come out that kind of confirms what you've been doing. And this study is no different. Many doctors were already doing this, but it's nice to see a study come out showing what we already thought. Hopefully a lot of doctors will start doing this and save people the troubles of going through IVF. Hopefully you're one of the people that this helped, and maybe this even helped you help talk to your doctor about doing this treatment. If you like this, as I always tell you, please tell everyone about us and give us a great review. I look forward to talking to you again next week on Talk About Fertility Tuesday.